Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Oh, yeah. I uh, Welcome back, y'all. Shit. It's another episode of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. On Instagram at MBibs, but only follow me there if you want to see a bunch of comedy clips and shit like that. Uh, joined as always by my co-host Maurice Williams at Mind Reese on Instagram, YouTube, and at Mind Reese Reviews on TikTok. Mavs caught a fat L to the Atlanta Hawks. Reese, how you feeling? Um, I'm feeling good, actually. I'm in a good mood, you know, a, a lot of laughs, uh, <laughs> before we hit record. Um, yeah, I'm good. That the loss really didn't phase me. Thank God. Uh, maybe it's because I was recording the Mondaries podcast while watching it. So like, they're not able to piss me off because I'm having fun banter with friends. So, uh, yeah, I'm good. Okay, yeah, it's still going down um, in the in the thing, but yeah, uh, tough L, but you know some some good things as well. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Green back in the rotation. Theo Pinson, Frank Nielakina out of the rotation. How do you feel about the return of Josh and uh, Dorian? I was excited. Uh... It, it's not like, oh, man, they about to bring so much. We about to have so much scoring. Uh, they do bring defense. Josh brings a lot. Um, whole different dynamic to the team that doesn't really show in the box score. But I was more so happy just to have that depth back, like some depth back. Right. Like, obviously, we lost Tim. So it really would have hurt not to have them. But um, I wasn't expecting them both to come back at the same time. I know we talked about Josh coming back. I didn't think Dodo was too. So uh, to have them both back out there, obviously it didn't result in the win, but uh, we're getting them back before the All-Star break. Not sure how long Tim is going to be out for, but once he's back, you know, we'll only be missing Maxie at that point. So uh, most of the team will be healthy. That's all we need right now. Yeah. um, I don't know if you saw, I couldn't hear the last part of what you said. Did you mention Maxie's return? Yeah, I was saying um, we'd only need Maxi back, and I did see the clip. Uh, yeah, he he did mention they were talking about talking to him about the injury, and he described the injury in graphic detail. Oh wow, I didn't hear that. Um, he went into very full detail about the the meat coming off the bone and shit like that. Um, and then they asked him, you know, at the beginning they said that you were out for the season. He was like, Nah, ain't nothing like that. I ain't trying to put no firm timetable on it, but we're looking at next week um, trying to get back before the all-star break. I, I didn't, I didn't hear that part. I know he said he was going to be back before the season. He said after that, he went on to say, looking at next week, um, definitely trying to get back before the all-star break, but I don't want to like jinx it or nothing like that. Basically what he said. But he said, I'm progressing. Everything's going the way it should. Like, I guess the earliest he would be back would be next week. So I guess he's down to the one to three weeks left. And he's optimistic. Well, I mean, in that case, it wasn't as severe as we thought it would be because we were even questioning if he was coming back this season. Hence, you know, his response, because I'm pretty sure that that was asked of him. Uh, but if we can get him back before the all-star break, that would be clutch as fuck, to be quite honest. Uh, I'm not expecting it, though. I think he's just talking shit. But, um, yeah. I mean, getting him back before the playoffs in general would be cool just to have that body because I genuinely don't see the Mavs attempting to trade for another big. Um, well, well, no, there are rumors that you well, know, I, I've been on Twitter today, so so I'm hip. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I was, is that a perfect segue? I I was gonna do it on the back end, but fuck it, we here now. Um, 
yeah, so you know, Mark Cuban is very talkative. Tim McMahon put out a couple reports saying that we were very active in the trade market. I think Cam Reddish was a name I saw specifically that uh, the Knicks would be interested in getting Reggie Bullock back in exchange for Cam Reddish there. They're now asking for a second round pick compensation for Reddish instead of a first. Uh, but, but with regard to the Mavs, they were trying to get Reggie Bullock back. Uh, how do you feel about that idea of Reggie Bullock Cam for Cam Reddish swap? Um, I saw a lot of people on the timeline like I wouldn't trade Cam Reddish with Reggie Bullock. Cam Reddish is extremely worse than Reggie Bullock, and I understand the Winter Soldier has uh had his yearly Winter Solace come up recently, and I understand that. But personally, I would do it. Why? Because having Reggie Bullock on a team, the difference between having Reggie Bullock and not having Reggie Bullock. Is not that deep. No, it's not. Like, honestly, anything Reggie Bullock has given us, I feel like Josh Green could give us. Reggie Bullock had his two best games of the year recently, and we lost both games. Facts. Like, he's not a difference maker at all. Is Cam Reddish going to come into this team right now and make a huge difference? I don't think so. But Cam Reddish is young. Cam Reddish is only, what, 22 years old? Yep. He's like 10 years younger than Reggie Bullock. Mm -hmm. His potential is very high still. Those are the kind of guys you want next to Luka. A guy like Cam Reddish, Josh Green. Cam Reddish's build is Paul George-like. His ceiling to me is Paul George-like. I'm not saying he's going to get there. I'm not saying he's going to be Paul George. I'm just saying like play style, not like caliber of player if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I think Cam Reddish has a high ceiling, and I still feel like he hasn't been given the opportunity to grow. He wasn't given the opportunity to grow in Atlanta. He got traded to New York, and Tom Thibodeau would not play him. Right. He really just started playing for the Knicks this season. If you look at his time in Atlanta right before the trade, in 34 games last year for Atlanta, he was shooting 38% from three on four and a half attempts per game. Um, he was averaging t- 12 points a game. Look at him as a bigger Josh Green type. He's going to run the floor. So now you're looking at a situation where you have Josh and Cam Reddish getting out in the open court. Uh, you're looking at a situation where you can have him in one corner, Josh in the other corner. Where you can put Josh on the smaller guard and Cam Reddish on the bigger guy. You mentioned a Paul George build. Like he would be, he could be a guy that can guard a Paul George, a Kawhi. Where Reggie or Dorian Finney Smith won't have to take all the abuse of those bigger guys. And Maxi Kleber, like he gives us another guy that can do that. Bullock has been a good or was a good defender on guards last year. I believe that's kind of gone this year. I haven't seen him stay in front of a guy in a very long time. Like not even close. And that's where the problem is. Like hitting wide open threes is cool, but anybody's everybody on the team can get a wide open look from three because Luka Doncic is setting it up. Cam Reddish is going to get the same looks. I've seen him shoot 38% from three for half a season. That's what Reggie Bullock does at his best. He shoots 29% from three the other half of the season. And to be honest, if Cam Reddish doesn't work out, what did we lose? Reggie Bullock? Like, come on, man. Right. And if we're buying low on Reddish now, that means we could probably get him back on a good deal because he's, I believe he is expiring as well. Exactly. And he's restricted. Unlike I'm, I'm just still very high on, on Cam Reddish. I think he has a lot of potential. He's still very young. Y'all like to give up on these players very young, and I get it. The league now is like instant gratification. Right. But he still has a lot of development to do. And playing with a guy like Luca, I think, will help him a lot, especially on a team where we're not wing deep. And coming in for a guy who's 
getting 40 fucking minutes some nights to do nothing to do nothing that opens up minutes a lot for guys like that's going to open up minutes for guys like Jaden Hardy, Cam Reddish, Josh Green. Right. You can't look at losing Bullock as losing the best of Bullock. You got to take the full picture. If they wanted to trade Cam Reddish to Dodo, I don't think I'd do it. Mm. Because obviously the like obviously Dodo isn't an extreme difference maker, but he's more of a difference maker than Reggie Bullock, in my opinion. Right. Because even when Dodo isn't making his threes, I can rely on him for other things. For example, and we'll get to it, we'll get back to the game at some point, but offensive rebounds tonight. Yes. Um, that was something that I felt like we weren't getting from Dorian as much early in the season. I agree. I believe it was due to his injury that he was playing through. <clears throat> he looked a lot more fresh tonight. Yeah, uh, I just I'm, I'm gonna double check something. Go, go ahead. Nah, I just I wouldn't do it. If if we had to trade him for Spencer Dinwiddie, I wouldn't do it. No. Reggie Bullock, I'm not hesitating. I'm not even playing games with that. Like, let's get it done. Now, when I quote tweeted the tweet through the Maps Outsiders account, I said, Well, why is he still here? And people were telling me the the Mavs, I don't even know why I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. I don't even know why we don't have this page blocked, to be honest. Ooh. I didn't realize why quotes were It was that Mavs MFFL page ah. that always that's always still in fucking tweets. Gotcha. Um, yeah, they got it from, I believe it was Mark Stein, and they said, yeah, this page got it wrong. Mark Stein was saying that the Mavs hold Reggie Bullock in high regard. But the tweet said the Mavs hold Cam Reddish in high regard. Yeah, they definitely said Reggie Bullock, but I, yeah. I think that's a negotiation tactic. Yeah, so I, I quote tweeted it and said, you know, why is he still here? It probably is a negotiation tactic, which is smart, to be honest. Um, but this is also a new Knicks regime, and I don't think they're going to fall for any goofiness. We're not going to get a first-round pick for Reggie fucking Bullock. If we get a second, cool. If we if we get another player attached, then maybe. But yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I saw SJ wants Isaiah Hardenstein to be part of the deal. Um, you might pursue a, a Svima Kailuk, if you will. Um, I have my eyes on other things. I don't know that the Knicks will provide those things. Um, speaking of those things, and this was extremely evident tonight, I, I still think we need a, a big body. We need a post presence. Uh, I don't know if we, I don't think we get that from the Knicks. I don't think Isaiah Hardenstein is that. Don't care what anybody's trying to say. Um, we we need a We need an interior presence. It was rough watching the layup line to the rim tonight yeah christian wood gets in foul trouble dwight powell i don't know what the hell dwight powell be doing he just be in the area he be jumping around swinging not not getting close he's a body um but we have no we have no paint presence we have nobody to deter anybody from going to the rim clint capella got to practice alley-oops tonight uh, I, I took I, I took a note of it. They had 31 points from their three bigs at the half. Let's see what they finished the game with. That's 30, 46 from Capella, Collins, and Okongwu. And every single basket was easy. Collins hit a couple threes. He had three threes, so... Just uh, Murray, 30 points. Most of it was on middies. Just a uh, <laughs> a rough night for the defense tonight. We gave up 130 points. And I, I think Josh did a great job on his minutes on defense. Um, and I'm not meaning to transition back to the game, but <sighs> it sounds like the Mavs are active in the trade market. Another report came out from Tim McMahon stating that uh, Luca had made it clear that he wants some upgrades before the trade deadline. 
That's the report that was disputed by Mark Cuban. It was funny watching Tim McMahon report that Mark Cuban said Tim McMahon was a liar. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And he just wrote it as facts without adding anything <laughs> to it. Um, we know what that means, though, right? That means it's probably true. Cuban even went as far to elaborate that Luca and Nico are in close contact at all every day or something like that. Like they're talking all the time, and it's like if they're not talking about upgrading the team, the fuck they talk about. Mark, like, why you gotta lie? Anytime you say that somebody is lying or is very untrue or whatever he be saying over the top, we know you lying. I thought he was. I thought he wasn't saying that they don't talk about. I thought he was saying that Luca isn't upset with things. Luca, I don't think the report was that Luca was upset. It's just that Luca said he want to see some upgrades. Okay. He just all I read it as Luca and, and Nico have been in contact, and, and Luca has said, "Yeah, I want to see some changes, or I want to see some additions." Um, and then I guess Mark took it as Luca, you know, the mural conversation of Luca asking for help, which I didn't think it had to be that deep. I don't think Mark Cuban needs to be talking about that. It would be nice if Mark Cuban would shut the hell up sometimes. But that's not his character. It's not who he is, not how he's wired. So he has to put out a statement that, you know, that's not occurring. They talk, but blah, blah, blah. What did he add to the conversation at all? To be honest, I'm not sure either side is true because I don't know. I just can't see Luca doing that because he don't seem like the type. But the question is, what does it look like? Like, is it, hey, get me some fucking help, Nico, or is it? Yeah, I think we could use some X, Y, Z. Or is Nico asking him the questions? What do you think about X, Y, Z? And Luca's like, that sounds good to me. I think it's more so that. Like Luca just go agreeing with yeah. Nico's ideas. Yeah. And to be honest, Luca comes off as a type like, yeah, sure, I don't give a fuck. But you know, like, you know, like when you like you chilling and like you watching the game or something, and your girlfriend giving you ideas on stuff. She talking about this. She was like, hey, you like this? Uh, should I do this? Like, yeah, sure, babe, whatever. Like, that's Luca with Nico right now. Like, yeah, sure, whatever. Right. But in the past, he's been clear to say, you know, he don't want to deal with none of that stuff. But he has yeah, said he, that he would probably do it more after the contract. Yeah, he, he probably didn't. And he's probably only doing it now because they're coming to him. And that's why he's giving them nonchalant-ass answers. With that said, I have you you've seen it during the games where Luca looks over to those guys on the bench to say stuff. Mainly about JaVale McGee. Mainly <laughs> but that's him being vocal by his teammates and the support he's getting. So I I I'm I'm inclined to believe that he may be more of a participant in those conversations than uh, at least in the past, and more than just passive. Like I think he's actually listening. Like I don't think he's on the game, you know, telling her, "Yeah, that sounds good, babe." I think it's more pause the game real quick. Let me take a look. Yeah, that sounds good. I ain't pausing the fucking game. Just saying. You're not playing online. He just. He just. Okay. Like, all right. Yeah. If I'm not playing online, cool. he just LeBron on Christmas. I'm gonna be honest, man. I just I never spoke about this, but I understand people want Luca to be involved in things, but it's like I don't think every star player should be involved in moves that the general manager makes. Cause who's to say Luca knows what the fuck he's talking about or Luca knows what needs to be around him? And that's where I think it, it comes down to what are those conversations looking like. Like I I want him to have input, but like I don't want him designing the team. Yeah, I don't want him to have too much of an input. Like, I don't want them to get someone that he verbally doesn't want here or isn't okay with, obviously. But I don't want every move. I don't want Luca involved in every move. Like, just the same way we say, hey, Mark, let the general manager do their job. Let the general manager do their job. You're a player. You play. Like, obviously, you're a star. So the team's being built around you. But 
that there's got to be some boundaries at some point. And I understand we're in the era now where players have more power and we've seen LeBron do it. So people think, oh, star players need to be involved in the moves that general managers make. Sometimes players don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like if they were, they'd be working double duty as a player in GM. Like it, it just, it don't work like that. It, it don't work like that. And Luca doesn't rub me as the type to know what the fuck is like to build a team. Like, I just don't think he cares. So I don't want him to be too involved. Sure, get his input on some things, but let him worry about the things he has to worry about. Because if we're being honest, he has enough on his plate already. Would you give him veto power over guys being sent out? No. Nobody at all? No. Okay. Because Um, I think the problem there is... Guys build friendships, right? Guys build friendships on teams. And one thing that a lot of people fail to realize is this basketball shit is a business. And it takes a while for some guys to realize that. And if Dorian is involved in a trade and Luca doesn't want Dorian traded, but we can really upgrade the team if Dorian is traded or there's a good reason for it. And Luca vetoes it because he doesn't want his boy gone. Then he's hurting the team more than Nico or Mark Cuban could. Yeah. I would still get his input on it and not think it over, but I'm not giving him veto power. Yeah, I think the the part that I would want him to have input on is the basketball fit of it. Like, I would want to have a basketball conversation. Like, we're going to trade for X player because we believe he can bring X, Y, and Z to the table. And then Luke would be like, yeah, in the games I played against him, this is what he I've seen from him that I like, or this is what I've seen from him that I don't like. This is why you shouldn't get him type of thing. Um, I Something do- I do want Luca more involved in is recruiting. You can think- recruit without having a say-so in such and such. You can say, hey, look, you know, come play here. You know, we love you here. You know, sell it to him. I don't think he's thirsty like that. I think he's too competitive. That motherfucker better stop being thirsty like that. I think he's too competitive. Fuck that, man. Fuck that. Kobe was competitive. He called up Matt Barnes. He. I don't think he would do it at a high level. I think he would do it for role players. Like, dang, Trey don't even pass you the ball. That's crazy. Man, look. You should hit up Nico in the offseason. Tell your agent, call call Nico. He better get a little more friendly. <laughs> I, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting now. I, I, do you expect what – what, what percentage would you say, like, if you had to put it on a percentage scale, what percentage of is the likelihood that we see a trade of some sort? For uh, the trade deadline, even if it's yeah, even if it's low level, but the way the rumors are amping up, I'll say sixty percent. Okay, I'm at eighty. I, I kind of wanted to go seventy, but I gotta remember who we talking about here, so I'm going sixty. <laughs> I'm fairly confident that something is going to occur. Um, I think we're going to be disappointed in the trade, just because it's going to be like, okay, this does nothing. Like it could very well be like a JJ Reddick thing. If it's a JJ Reddick thing, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm yeah, be it could very well be a JJ Reddick thing. Like, I need us to get younger or gain assets. Get younger, gain assets, or gain a player who's not what we already fucking. I was gonna say, or add to our our like add some add a new dimension. Now, I don't know if you want to segue into this yet, but there are rumors about Nerlens Noel and Bojan Bogdanovich. I mean, we're we're in the trade discussion right now, so yeah. So, uh, you know, there are rumors that the Mavs are interested in both. Um, I don't mind Nerlens Noel. Especially after tonight, I don't mind him. <laughs> I don't mind Nerlens Noel because I know Nerlens Noel would be, like you called it, I think Dwight called it that too, a stable of centers. Right. Bull, bullpen? Yeah, bullpen. He's not getting a bulk of minutes. It's like, hey, Dwight is there for this reason. Christian Wood is there for this reason. Maxi is there for this reason. Nerlens Noel is there for this reason. And Nerlens Noel is serviceable as long as he's not playing big minutes. Right. Like, I don't 
I don't expect Nerlens Noel to come here and suddenly be a 30 minute a night center. Now it will be hilarious. Like if I'm Mark Cuban or oh, I'm petty, like as soon as you walk back through that door at our trade for you, like how that max contract work out for you, playboy. No, nah, I'm going to have a Nathan's hot dog stand in the room. Hey, <laughs> he getting paid and free hot dogs partially. Hey, yo. Uh, yeah, I don't know what a package like that would look like. I saw a lot of people like, yeah, we're going to have to trade like a beloved player or we're going to have to trade no, we, like to Noel? No, they talking about because for, for both. Oh, Bojan. Okay. Yeah, for both of them together, like to get them both. I'm not trading Josh Green for that. Uh, fuck no. Kiss my ass. I would I would not do this podcast for a week if they traded Josh Green for Bojan and Owens and well. <laughs> Like, James Hardy's from Detroit. I don't give a fuck where he's from. <laughs> Come on, man. They got enough guards over there. I'll be okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't want Bojan, man. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I, I the what we would have to give up to get already him, told you how I feel about that trade. Not worth it. If we gotta give something up to get him, if we gotta give up a first, like nah, bro, keep him. Like, I would rather go for Noel and Bay than Noel and Bojan if I got that first or Josh Green. Yeah, I'm not uh, not doing it. Not giving up no first. I'm not giving up Josh Green for no 33-year-old. About to be 34. Because he's not taking us that far over the top to, no, where, to where it's worth it. That's no. an all-in move. That's like what I would expect the Lakers to do. Right. Because LeBron not getting no younger. Luka's 20-fucking-three. Like, we, we don't have to rush. And, and can y'all please cut this whole man? Luca ain't got much time. He just signed the fucking contract. <laughs> like, relax. He's not going anywhere. It's Jeez. the first year of the contract. Christ. Y'all, y'all annoy me every time I see that. Oh my God, we're going to lose Luca. Luca doesn't have much time left here. The motherfucker just signed a contract. If they want to not, if they want to hold on him, on them till the wheels fall off, he will be here another four seasons. Like, please, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we did. There's no need to rush. I'm not speaking of which um, I don't know if you saw, but our network, we're doing we're, we're, we're participating in a, a series for the trade deadline of yes. uh, trade events. Uh, we got an offer from the Charlotte Hornets. Did you did you see that? I did not see the offer. I checked the slack earlier. It's in the it's in the email. Oh, OK. I did not see that. Yeah, he sent the email audio clip. Hey, 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 hey. That parlay cashed. Congratulations. I need a dollar. <laughs> God damn. I'm going to read it out to you real quick, the parlay that I had. Okay. Um, It was an eight-leg. Jaron Jackson Jr. An octopus old- parlay. That's crazy. All right. Um, That old man, onk-ass joke. Uh. Jaron Jackson Jr., over 14 and a half points. Easy. Desmond Bain, not easy. He got 15. Desmond Bain, <laughs> over two and a half threes. Safe. Um, Mike Conley, six assists. That's tough. Laurie Markinen, 24 and a half points. The motherfucker had 21 in the first quarter. What? Yes. Okay, uh, the finisher. He got 34 right now. King in the North. Alpron Shingun. I had him for three legs. I had him for four and a half assists. He got six. Okay. I had him for 20 points and I had him for 10 rebounds. Ooh. Oh, he's, he's the one. In the last leg. I can't believe I relied on this person. Chris stops Porzingis. 19 and a half points. He scored all in the first half. I, I don't know, did he? Probably. Yeah, was twenty-two. He probably had an eighteen in the first half. Yeah, he he got me twenty-two. The thing is, I've been doing a lot of research. Apparently, Jaron Jackson Jr. has scored over fourteen and a half in like five of his last five games. So I'm like, all right, let me go for it. Gotcha. Yeah, but uh, go ahead and finish. My bad. Well, before I finish, pause. Bro, just go ahead, man. Let's talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA or the NFL. 
the NFL playoff picture is locked in. And my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road, Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. What does that mean? Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet the NFL playoffs anywhere else? Put it like this. Usually they have no sweat bet, uh, no sweat bet promos, which for a guy like me who loses a lot, I need. So I say, you know what? I'm going to put $10 on this since it's up to $10. Why not take advantage of the maximum? Put $10 on it. Do a real long parlay with a real nice payout. And if it wins, I get my money. If not, I get that $10 and free bets instantly, which you can distribute among other parlays and other bets in any way you like. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions supply. See show notes for details. All right, we back. <clears throat> what was I talking about? The trade that we got that we received you want to hear the offer yeah i want to hear it. so i'm gonna play it but then i'm gonna like edit it and just add the audio clip for them so it's clean um here we go and again this is coming from the the charlotte hornets i oh. have my thoughts but i'm gonna hear what you got to say before I okay This is James Plarrow of the All Hornets Podcast Network, and I'm contacting the Dallas Mavericks to offer a trade of Kelly Oubre, Nick Richards, and a second round pick for Reggie Bullock, Theo Pinson, and a 2024 or a 2026 lottery protected first round pick from the Dallas Mavericks. Why do I think the Hornets would be interested in this? Well, they need more defense, and Reggie Bullock is under contract for next year, whereas Kelly Oubre is a free agent this offseason. He's also a hometown guy, UNC alum, which Mitch Kupchak and Michael Jordan love. And he's not really had his best year in Dallas. And I'm hoping that under a little bit of a different system, he can find some of the the defense, the shooting form that he found with the Knicks. So I think he's a a low-cost, low-risk guy. The Hornets need to improve the defense. I'd look to get him. The first round pick is obviously something the Hornets would look to probably package in a wider deal later down the line to get more of an impact player. And for the impact of that first round pick, you're getting Nick Richards, who is showing some real flashes this year as a definitely a backup center, maybe able to start. And especially he's a great screener next to Luka Doncic. He's a good role man. He's a good offensive rebounder and he can protect the rim as well. So that big position for Dallas is a little bit short with Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, JaVale McGee. And on top of this as well, the Dallas Mavericks get one of the second round picks would be a 2023 second round pick, probably from Utah, which would be in the 40s, you'd imagine. And Dallas don't have any picks in this year's draft. So getting a draft pick now, which they can use on a player, maybe a more experienced player who can help them down the line would be a, a positive thing. And then the Kelly Oubre side is just a 20 point per game scorer. He's probably... Not as good at guarding up bigger guys like Reggie Bullock is, but is a great point of attack defender. I think he was second or first in deflections in the league so far and can do a little bit more with the ball in his hands, taking advantage of those lanes that are created by Luka Doncic. So I'm interested to see what your thoughts are in this trade and let me know. I'm assuming you heard that. Yeah, I heard all of it. Um, Okay, go ahead. Now I want to hear you first. Okay, so my immediate thought was I'm not trading the 2024 or 2026 first round pick. We are on the same page. Um, I might trade a 2027 first if we change Kelly Oubre to PJ Washington. Yeah, I'm not willing to trade him for Kelly Oubre because Kelly Oubre, well, they're both. 
Well, Kelly Oubre is expiring. And unrestricted. And unrestricted. P.J. Washington is restricted, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, I like Kelly Oubre more than P.J. Washington. But P.J. Washington is, he's restricted. We know we can keep him. Um, Yeah, I'm not willing to trade. The 2027, sure. And and to be honest, maybe they can even get it like get the protection off since since it's so far away. But nah, not 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 twenty twenty four, twenty five, or twenty six. Okay. okay, so so with that said, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the fan spell real quick. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna record our response right live on the podcast. Gotcha. It has to be under two under his was like two minutes and six seconds, but we want to keep it. Two minutes or under. So let me pull up the, the, the machine real quick. So we're just responding why we're not. I'm going to say we're going to counter. Okay, so you want to make one up on the fly right now? I, I pretty much. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I like the one that I came up with first. The um, PJ? PJ Washington instead. Okay. And But I'm going to like put the whole trade together so we can make sure everything works all right so we got they want reggie bullock he's making 10 mil so 10 mil to the hornets and i do like nick richards he said theo (laughs) pinson too so let's get him in there i'll send him right now i I, you know i gotta keep him in the trade uh and then i want pj washington who's making six mil and he said nick richards right yeah 1.7. 1.7. I think the money's going to be close. Um, I said I would give them a 2027 first. We said no protections. Maybe uh, top 2027. Yeah. No protections. What if I do top five just in case? Top five. Top five. All right. Top five. That's going. And we ain't got to worry about not losing that. All right. Trade to Hornets. And then they're going to give us still that 2023. Uh, They got Denver, Boston. Oh, no, they got Boston and Utah. Boston, Utah, and then the worst of OKC, Washington, Dallas, or Miami. Uh, Let's take the Utah and call it a day. All right, so let's try it real quick. Success. Reggie Bullock, Theo Pinson, 2027 first, top five protected for PJ Washington, Nick Richards, and uh, Utah second. Do you like it? Repeat it back to me. All right. Reggie Bullock, Theo Pinson, 2027 first, top five protected for PJ Washington, who's expiring and restricted. Nick Richards, also expiring. And the Utah second round pick for this year. Fanspo says it's a zero impact move, zero plus or zero minus on the wins for both teams. But I like it because it gets us younger. Honestly, to be fair, I would take the second round pick off. So you're gonna remove that's 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 fair. Well, let's do say this. We'd be willing to do the trade without the second round pick, but I'm still gonna ask for it. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and I will, obviously, when I will we'll record this clip real quick, we won't say that. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> we also put uh, four million dollars back in Mark Cuba's pocket, so he likes that. Yeah, we know he need it. <laughs> All right, you want to record this clip? Let's do it. All right, um, Mike Bibbins and Reese Williams of. All right, we'll go back. We'll do. We'll piggyback it too. Styles P and J to get stuff. Facts. All right. <clears throat> Let me make sure we get on time because I will mess this up otherwise. I'll keep track. All right, cool. Let me pull up the clock real quick. Let me know you're ready. And go. Hi, James. This is Mike Bibbins along with Reese Williams of the Mavs Outsiders podcast. And we heard your offer and we took it back and we thought about it and we want to make a counter offer. We're still going to keep Nick Richards and that Utah second round pick in the trade. But instead of Kelly Oubre, we want P.J. Washington. Coming back to you, 
same players. And we're going to give you a 2027 first round pick top five protected uh, instead of the 2024, 2026. Technically we can't trade those anyway, because they're owed to the Knicks. Reese, you want to go into the details? Uh, The reason that we did not want to take the first round pick in your previously offered trade uh, right now, the Dallas Mavericks are, pretty much stuck to the point where they cannot trade any first round picks. We're about to get out of that hole and we'd be putting ourselves right back in it. If we give you that lottery protected pick, we took Kelly Oubre out of the deal because we will be giving up a first round pick for someone whose contract is expiring, but is unrestricted as opposed to a PJ Washington who is restricted. We can guarantee we can get him back. We cannot do the same with Kelly Oubre, even though we like him. So that is the deal. P.J. Washington, Nick Richards in the Utah second round pick for Reggie Bullock, Theo Pinson in a 2027 top five protected first. Let us know what you think. That's a good time. One minute and 50 seconds. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I like I like the pitch. Let's see what happens. See what happens. Um, should we talk about the game at all? Any- I was about to say we barely talked about that fucking game. Um, Let's get keynotes because I'm, I'm not going to go to do the play by play. There is something I want to talk about specifically. Okay. Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. It is no coincidence. I, 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 mm. I think what you said is true. Mm. It is not a coincidence. That two games in a row, he has come out and put up nice numbers on offense, hell of a stat line, when Tim Hardaway Jr. is not there. Mm. It's not a coincidence. No. Against the Portland Trailblazers, the second game, 28 points, 7 to 15 from the field, nine assists. Obviously, Luka did not play that game, so you expect that, right? Hawks game. We saw Spencer Dinwiddie that we saw towards the beginning of the season. Eight Actually of- noticed him on the court the whole game. Yeah. Eight of 18, four of 10 from three, making big shots like he was in the beginning of the season. Four rebounds, seven assists, and 20 points. Only one foul. I, I think you were correct in what you were talking about. I just want to point that out. <clears throat> yeah. I think uh, so with Dorian and Josh back uh, and Tim out, the starting lineup was Lucas Spencer, Dorian, Christian Wood, and Dwight Powell. Uh, we'll see, I guess. Uh, I assume Tim's not going to be out that long. So we'll see if Tim ends up back in the starting lineup and what the starting lineup looks like. But personally, uh, I think either Tim or Spencer has to come off the bench to get the most out of Spencer. I don't like those two on the court together. Uh, yeah, it's I. <clears throat> the stats show that it's it's not a good it's not a good match. With that said, um, I'm even more open to the Tim Hardaway Jr. Karis Levert deal. I was already open to it because I it's easier like it's easier if Tim thinks he's a starter now. <laughs> it's easier to put Karis LeVert on the bench when he comes in and just call it like trying to get him comfortable with the system or whatever. Yeah. And then you let him cook in that second unit because he's playing with Josh Green, maybe Jaden Hardy, like guys that you don't want to have control of the ball that much. Um, speaking of this game, Luca did what he does, 30 points, eight assists. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, did not shoot it well, three for nine from the field, one for six from three, uh, but did have nine rebounds. And I checked earlier, that's the he, – he matched his season high in rebounds tonight, which is crazy. Uh, six offensive rebounds, mm. which, again, I mentioned I feel like he wasn't doing that earlier in the season. I do feel that <laughs> that groin injury was affecting him early in the season. And we're going to see a different Dorian here in the back half of the year, which I'm excited about. 
six offensive rebounds is if we would have won that game, that would have been a big story of why we won. Yeah. He has some very timely offensive rebounds too. Um hopefully he's not coming to rust off, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't expect him or Josh to come out lights out. Yeah. Uh, so I'm impressed that they both they both gave us nine points tonight as well. Um, so we'll we'll talk about Josh next. Josh played 20 minutes. Dorian played 34, 35 minutes tonight, by the way. Um, Josh played 20 off the bench. Like I mentioned, nine points. He had a rebound, an assist, and a steal. Uh, three for three from the field. He did hit his only three-point attempt, which I was glad to see. Uh, split his free throws two for four, but he was aggressive again, still putting the ball on the floor. He looked like himself to me, offensively at least. Um, I think he was a little bit slow to be aggressive defensively, but I'm fine with that too. Yeah. Uh, I think he did his job at the point of attack, but usually you see him doing more digging off ball and stuff like that. He was a little bit hesitant to do that as much tonight, but I did still see him covering other people's bad rotations, which I missed. Uh, there was a couple possessions where he got matched up on John Collins and was frustrating John Collins to the point that Collins got an offensive foul off the ball on one play because he was just as strong as him, which I, I enjoyed seeing. Um, we missed Josh Green and anybody that watched this game and doesn't feel like his impact is real is a hater at this point. Facts. I just miss that explosiveness too, man. It's something we miss on this team. We don't really have on this team, but his impact on the court. He changes the game for us. Josh and Dorian both dunked tonight. <laughs> okay. That's a funny uh, thing to point out. It's not something we're used to seeing from non-bigs, I guess, on this team. Like it was, it, it was fun watching guys do things that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Between Dorian getting on the offensive glass and Josh driving to the hole aggressively, get to the line or getting the dunk. Um, I said on the Twitter that we look like a basketball team tonight on offense. Something we're also not used to saying. Right. Um, Winter Soldier Bullock had to ratchet on him tonight. Uh, he even put the ball on the floor and got to the lane a couple, t- got to the hole a couple times. He got a little full of himself and, and got caught at the rim late. But, you know, it happens to the best of us, right? Sounds like you're not agreeing. No, uh, not. <laughs> uh, any any other thoughts? Uh, Jaden Hardy played four minutes in the first half. He had a two points and a block. Did not see him at all in the second half. Kind of didn't expect too many minutes out of Jaden Hardy, to be honest. So. I was just glad to see him at all. Yeah, at least he got an opportunity. That's literally what, what we did is literally all I asked for. Give him five minutes, second quarter, third quarter. He can't hurt anything in that amount of time at all. And then if he's going, if he's doing well and or the game is out of hand or whatever, you can play him some more. The, I don't think he came back because the game was kind of tight. Uh, he, I wouldn't say he necessarily did anything wrong. He did have like a play where he got lost off ball, but for the most part, he, he, he did. He was fine in his four minutes. Not facts. Uh, what else we got? I don't think we need to go over the game. Uh, I don't really have any other notes from this game. I, it's disappointing loss, but the defense just was not there at all tonight, particularly on the interior. The Hawks seem to understand that we have a soft interior, straight Milky Way, if you will, that creamy nougat on the inside. Shout out to Dwight Powell. But, um, whoa, okay. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to keep it moving. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man, there's a lot of exciting options that appear to be on the table for us as far as trades where we're getting rid of guys I don't necessarily like anyway (laughs) and getting things that can help us short term, long term, whatever. Um, I hope that we get something done. I hope we don't overthink it. And if we get back a big and some young pieces, Nico's back in my, my, my good graces. The Knicks and Warriors are interested in Alex Caruso. I was hoping that the Mavs would would be in on that, but I, I, 
I haven't heard that name come up. So I saw something earlier that made it sound like Alex Caruso is the only player off the like not that's off limits for the Bulls. Oh wow! Okay, which is weird. Very weird, but sure, whatever. Like they're willing to trade Vucevic, Levine, DeRozan, but. They 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 want to keep Caruso because they believe they trade Patrick Caruso. Williams like that right. It's uh, I they if if they're resetting the table, you would imagine I would have to imagine Io has to stay. Yeah, but I wouldn't expect Caruso to stay. But yeah, the Caruso stuff is maybe they're just trying to pump his trade value up. I don't know. Maybe. Um. Any other thoughts? We've been here almost an hour. That's crazy. No, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. All right. Well, I really want to talk more about what we actually talked about in the game, anyway. So mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, it worked out. Um, I guess we'll talk after. Uh, if you want to propose any trades to any other teams, okay. They're in the uh the the what's it called the network. So, uh, we got all week. We can get it done. Until next time, though, folks, thank you for joining us. Sorry, we're back to the recaps. We should be good for the Friday, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, my schedule is changing, but I'll be good Friday. All right. I'm going to be working Saturdays now instead of Sundays, so I'll be off Sundays and working Saturdays. Hmm. Okay. We'll see if that impacts. Well, with games Sundays where we don't have games, maybe we can record earlier. And get that. Yeah, I'm down for that. Out the way. Um, But other than that, till next time, folks, peace. Peace.